Welcome back to a Love Like This podcast. We are so glad you are here. Join us as we share the stories, memories, and messages that help shape not just our lives, but the lives of our incredible guests. Together with some of our amazing friends, inspirations, and teachers, we bring you stories of faith journeys, life lessons, and advice, all centered around building an abundant life. You have a place here, you have a purpose here. So here we go. Hi everyone, I hope you all had an incredible Easter break. Today, Abby and Paige have a fantastic episode with professional development master and guru, believer, and all-around incredible woman, Michelle Prince. Michelle, amongst many things, is the author of countless books, but her reach extends well beyond writing. She leads a publishing business and workshop dedicated to helping people get their ideas out of their heads and onto paper. She's also worked alongside and has since been endorsed by the legendary Zig Ziglar, and can often be spotted co-hosting The Ziggler Show, a podcast that has exceeded 40 million downloads. I'm pretty sure my dad, of which makes up probably 10 million of those, he loves it to death. In today's episode though, the twins break down two of Michelle's core principles, get it? Centered around finding your purpose and uncovering what your story truly is. They discuss why the key to living a purpose-driven life starts with knowing the worth of our stories, then actually building the confidence and contentment to share those stories. It's an incredible episode, so make sure to settle in and enjoy. So my story, gosh, my story, I mean, there's so many different facets to my story, right? You know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm, I, you know, I'm a believer, uh, but as it relates to storytelling, my story started when I was 18 years old and I was, I literally just graduated high school and my parents, um, lovingly forced me to go to a Zig Ziglar conference (laughs) and I did not want to go. It actually was my graduation gift from high school. So needless to say, I was not thrilled about (laughs) that. Um, Thought I was getting a car, but it wasn't. But no, and I I say it jokingly, but it's, it truly was a life changing weekend for me because that I, you know, I found you know, I'm 18 years old. I didn't even know what the word passion meant, but I mm. found my passion that weekend. And I just, I loved, of course, Zig, everyone loves Zig, but I love personal development. And I just loved, you know, everything we were learning that weekend, I just soaked up like a sponge. And at the end of the conference, I was waiting in line to get my book signed, just like everyone else to meet Mr. Ziegler. And um, when I got up to the line, I was so excited. And I just kind of blurted out, you know, uh, I'm going to work for you one day. And I kind of remember pointing my finger, you know, Mm. I'm going to work for you one day. You just wait and see. And kind of kidding, but kind of not. It was more of like this gut feeling of, Mm. I just have a feeling some way, somehow I'm going to be doing something with him. I don't know what. And, um, and he just smiled and I left and I went off uh, to college literally the next week and spent the next couple of years in college, like a normal college girl. And Mm. One crazy story I won't get into, but my very, very first job out of college, I was selling copiers, hated every minute of it. But one day I had to cold call in this area of Dallas, Texas, and I happened to cold call on the Ziegler Corporation, which I didn't even know where they were located. Wow. And it was just big serendipitous, you know, uh, mm. you know, totally, you know, God inspired yeah. moment because I was exactly where I was supposed wow. to be at the right 
time. And, and long story short, I ended up working for him right after that. And, and that really launched my career. I mean, I had six months in copier cells, but we, 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 we don't remember that. <laughs> um, but then I went to work for Zig and I was in sales for him and it was just such an incredible, um, beginning, you know, I'm in my early twenties and, yeah. Uh, it was really pretty amazing. And then there's so much more to my story mm-hmm. that just kind of progressed after that. But that's kind of where where my love for personal development and everything wow. started. Well, I guess you kind of already answered this question, but I wanted to ask you how, like, what was it like working for the Zig Ziglar show? Because our dad is obsessed with it. It's huge. It's known. What was that like for you? Oh, my goodness. Well, Zig Ziglar, if you've, if you've, ever, you've probably never met him, but maybe your dad <laughs> has. He was honestly the most integrity-filled, loving man you've ever met. And he just um, he just cared about people so much. So to be a part of an organization mm-hmm. that their whole mission in life was to make a difference was was really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of how, you know, that and that was my first introduction to corporate, really. So I just assumed everybody was that way. Um but he, you know, he inspired us. He motivated us. He held us to a high standard. Um, I learned so much from him. Mm. And, and, and I didn't even realize how much I learned until later in life, um, you know, after, when I started my business and I wrote my first book. There's so much of like just who I am and, and the things I say and even the things I say to my kids, mm. you know, it all has a lot of deep, deep roots to that foundational, you know, message and philosophy that, that Zig stood for and all of which was biblically based. Yeah. You know, everything that he did, he, he would tell you that was his first, uh, you know, mission in life. And, um, and, and then he'd help other people with other stuff, but he, yeah. he was just a great example. That's wow, awesome. That's awesome. So I don't know, Michelle, are you currently writing shine through your story? I am. You I are? am. I'm laughing only because, um, it's been, I feel like I've been saying I've been writing it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The truth, the truth of the matter is, so it's called shine through your story mm-hmm. and writing it uh, it's been finished for a little while it's kind of in a period of uh determining what's the best way to launch it so um because i have a publishing company we can get it out immediately mm. um but maybe i, I don't know we're, we're kind of looking at some other alternatives but the, the the gist of this book is all about that you know we we all have a story and our stories are gifts they're actually gifts from god i believe mm. and that you know our passions our experiences just who we are is our story and mm. You know, we're supposed to share our story and that's, that's how we encourage other people. That's how we, you know, that's how we're the hands and feet. That's how yeah. we're mm-hmm. the impact. And so, um, I love helping people to see that, you know, you don't have to be a speaker. You don't have to be an author. You don't have to be somebody to really, you know, make a difference. It's just shine your light. And we're all called to do it. Just mm-hmm. like in Matthew, you know, mm-hmm. city on the right. be hidden and neither should we. Yeah. So Michelle, why do you think it's so important for, I guess, everybody to tell their stories, not just keep it to themselves, but to actually go out and share them? You know, it's interesting. There's a couple things that happen when you share your story. Um, and, and I do have more of the experience with sharing them in a book because we publish books for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love seeing, it's kind of who you become when you, when you write your story, when you share your story, because you kind of go through this process of realizing, wow, you know what, my, my life, I have been through some things, good and bad, um, mm-hmm. but those things have allowed me now the opportunity to share those with other people. 
Um, so I'd love to see that part. But the other thing is, you know, I think we take for granted that what we go through or what we think or what we've experienced really matters to other people. Yeah. I mean, I, I know this firsthand for myself because for years and years and years, I wanted to write a book. And for years and years, I would say, you know, who do you think you are? You're no Zig Ziglar. You know, <sighs> who cares about your story? Yeah. And then it just kind of hit me, you know, well, somebody might pick up my story or somebody might resonate with me that mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily resonate with him or another author, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, maybe, you know, I, I don't know. So it just, it, it just encouraged me to just, well, why don't we just go ahead and do it? And, but that's what I found for myself. And I see it over and over is when you get over that head junk of who, who cares about my story, mm-hmm. once you get it out there, you realize, wow, I, I should have been doing this sooner. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's awesome. I think you did touch on this before, Michelle, but I wonder sort of like specifically that moment throughout your journey where you were like, I really like that passion ignited within you to be like, I want to help people find their stories and put out their stories. So what was that moment like for you? Gosh, well, there was a couple moments. Um, the one that comes to mind was really where the whole thing ignited. So, mm. you know, I worked I worked for Zig um, in my 20s, but then I quit and I, I went into software sales and I actually... I wanted to climb a corporate ladder and I don't know, I thought it would make me happy. And and so, but mm-hmm. I had to do it. So I had this moment where I was so far from my passion and I was at a conference. I was only there to help a friend who happened to be a author and speaker. Mm-hmm. And so I was just there to support her, sell her books at her table or her products at her table mm-hmm. anyway. And I'm there and I just have this aha moment because I, I mentioned for all these years, I was thinking I wanted to write a book, but then I would stop myself in my tracks, you know, like, who do you mm-hmm. think you are? And in that moment I did have, there's something, I don't know what someone said at this conference, but I just had this moment of, wait a minute, well, why not me? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't have it all figured out, but I have a heart to help people. And I do have a story. I have been through some things, good and bad. And I didn't work for Zig Ziglar. I mean, maybe there's something there people would want to learn. And so um, I left that conference and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to write my story. Wow. And I pretty much resolved though, that the only people I would share it with were my, um, my two boys. I had two kids in elementary school at the time and my husband and, and my mom, and my dad, but I really didn't plan to share it in a big way. Uh, until months later. It was actually long after I even published the book and I held it in my hand. I still didn't tell anybody about it. And I had someone kind of challenge me a little and they said, you know, Michelle, you talk about wanting to make a difference and, you know, all this, but you can't make a difference if you don't share your story. And it kind of lit a fire in me. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, yeah. but they were so right. And so that's when I decided to actually launch the book and let people know about it. And it was in that process that I realized, wow, you know, first of all, our story is not about us. It is our story and it is about us, but really it isn't because mm. it's what somebody gets out of the lessons you've learned. And so really good. Um, those were a couple pivotal moments mm. for me, but I never sat down and said, you know what, I'm going to help people write books. I'm going to help people yeah. share their story. <laughs> I mean, never in a million years, but isn't that how God works, yes, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You have no idea it even exists. Yes, that's, that's right. It's like all Ephesians 3.20, right? Like he can do far more than we could ever think or imagine. Yeah. So like kind of talking about God, you mentioned before about being the hands and the feet, like I guess in the body of Christ, whatever that verse is. I don't know if it's being specifically. I think it's Romans um, 12 that we spoke about. Romans 12? Okay, thank you for that. Um, so why do you think it's important for believers to share their stories? Well, you know, 
we're supposed to inspire and encourage and, and, you know, hold up the the body of Christ. I mean, we're supposed to, um, to do that. And, and I just, I just find that it's through our stories that we do that without even knowing it. Very I mean, if you true. Think about, if you think about, you know, I can think about, you know, a girlfriend or a friend of mine mm-hmm. that maybe they were discouraged or down and, and I would share with them, um, well, let me tell you what I've been through or, you know, here's some scripture that really helped me or, yeah. you know, here's what I did to get through this time. We're, we're sharing our story, right? We're telling yeah. them. I understand, or here's some things to think about. And I just, we're doing it without even knowing, but when we make a more conscious effort and, and, you know, a lot of the books that we do, or a lot of the the people that are, you know, have come to our seminars are believers. And it's like, even if they don't write a book that ends up in a bookstore or, or on Amazon, it doesn't matter. It's like, what if this one, what if something about my story, you know, touched one person or, you know, it's kind of like in your message, your message and in your test is your testimony. Yeah. And, and that's really what testimony is, right? Yeah. It's telling our story. Um, now as believers, we intertwine our, our you know, relationship with Christ through that process, but we're already doing it. We just need to be more aware of how much more we should be doing it. Mm, that's so good. I love what you said about the mess in the message. I've never heard of that before. I loved that. We actually had a moment, um, in like our last year of high school where we got asked to share our story because we went through years of bullying and we became Christians because God took us out of this school and put us in this new beautiful school. And we had the moment where we got to share our testimony and share our story. And we noticed that it was almost like we're just, it's just our experience. You know what I mean? Like we weren't on a platform preaching or anything like that. We're genuinely just sharing our experience and people's lives got changed that day because they saw like, wow, like these girls have been through some struggles and this is how God pulled them out. So I agree with everything. And that authenticity too. Yeah, you know, yes. To make it that, because that's the other thing with, with our story or with books or anything. We're no better. We're no different. It's mm. just, I kind of look at life as, you know, we're all on this journey and mm-hmm. I'm very visual. So I literally picture yes, us same. Yeah, down yeah. This, yep. this pathway, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, some of us though, we've been through something. Mm-hmm. So we may be one or two steps behind someone else. But if we could turn around and say, Hey, guess what? There's a pothole right here. Like, yes. you know, just that's, that's really what the intention of our story and for believers is just, it doesn't make us better. It doesn't, it just means that we, we have been given the gift of learning a lesson mm, maybe yeah. before someone else goes through it to, to share that with them. Yes. That's amazing. I want to, what would you say to somebody who thinks that they don't have a story? Because I know plenty of I people who, every day. Because <laughs> I know plenty of people who feel like they don't have one, and I, I never know what to say to them. So, what would you say to someone who doesn't think that they have a story? I would say, without a doubt, I know you have a story. You wouldn't be living and breathing if you didn't. Yeah. And and I don't believe that there's. Um, it's just random that we're all here, right? I mean, we're all yeah. trying to figure out what our purpose is, but um, you have a story. It, and your story is really, if you think of it, um, it's just your. It's just a combination of your passions and your experiences. Yes. So your passions, I think, are clues. I think, um, you know, I know God's a good God, and I don't think He's going to give us a purpose in life that we hate. Mm. So your passion is some, I believe, a clue to your purpose. Like really, what excites you? What lights you up? What do you love doing? And then that's a clue, but it's also part of your story. And then the experience side is, you know, what have you experienced? It could be you have experience with a podcast, you've experienced mm. with, you know, it could be experience with family or with work. Um, and then it's looking at those two things because 
that's just who you are. Mm. But then finding an intersection, finding where you have something on the passion side and something on the experience side that you can connect the dots. Um, and even if it's something that was a painful experience, and I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm imagining no, right. you all yep. that if you were bullied and now, yep. and you know, and God saw you through that and got mm -hmm. you through that um, and brought you out of that, mm. that you, you, even though that was a bad experience, you're probably, I would guess your heart is to help other people who might be there and think mm -hmm. there's no hope. That's right. You know, like, trust me, this gets better. Or, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, know. yes. Um, yeah. That's awesome, Michelle. So, Michelle, how do you think we can figure out what our stories could be? Because I feel like in our head you have, like, this idea of what it could be, how it could help people, but how do we actually figure that out? Well, I, again, going back to that passion and yeah. experience. I love that, that by the way. It's good. That literally is an exercise that mm. we do with all of our authors that come through our seminar or even ones that we're going to help publish. I we did it. have them did do you? that. You did it? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. And it's, it's um, you know, really, it's not rocket science, but mm. it is, it's, there's something about putting it on paper. And I usually have people do like a little T-chart. And when you can actually connect the dots, it's like, wow, I never saw that before. And I'll give an example for myself. So I already told you about going to Zig's conference when yeah. I was 18 and, and I loved it. And I still do. I still love personal development, professional mm. development. So I'm passionate about it. That's on my list. And then on my experience side, um, you know, I worked for Zig Ziglar. That was, that is a connection there a little bit, but I'll share something that I, I share all the time. I'm not embarrassed by it, uh, but just to be authentic. When I was in definitely middle school and high school, I suffered with low self-esteem mm -hmm. and I really pinpoint exactly, you know, cause I had a great family, but for whatever reason, I just didn't feel like I measured up and that affected me. It affected my decisions. It affected how I felt about myself, mm -hmm. relationship. And so I have to put that down on my list. I don't want to admit that. I don't want to put that as an experience, but when you look at it holistically, it's like, but look at the connection. I'm passionate about personal development. And I had to use, I had to read books. I had to listen to, we didn't have podcasts back then, but I had to listen yeah. to renew my mind every day. And it, it was that that got me out of that that period. And so there's a connection there. And my mm -hmm. first book that I wrote was called Winning in Life Now, How to Break Through to a Happier You. And it's basically just not about me being a winner in life. Mm -hmm. It was my ups and downs in life and how I use personal development and things I learned from Zig to pull me out of it. Wow. Wow. So that's how you figure it out. It's But sometimes it's like, because for years, I'll be honest, for 10 years, secretly I thought, oh, I'd love to write a book, but I have nothing to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when you really step back and like, well, wait a minute, I, de I have a lot to say. It's just me. It's just my story. Yeah. I can't, like you can't change your story. So how can you, how can you leverage it mm. to, to make something good come out of it? That's so, so true. Doing. Mm. And I know you, like you've spoken about this for the previous two questions, but like, so you're saying how, you know, we each have a story and how we mm -hmm. can drive purpose from our stories. So in your words, sort of like what, how is our stories linked to our purpose? Cause again, I'm thinking about that T intersection about our passion and our experiences, but yeah, just how is our stories linked to our purpose? So I do this, um, whenever I do some keynote speaking, I talk sometimes about, um, my principles of success because my last name's Prince, yes. you know, you gotta, get, <laughs> you gotta use it That's if you got perfect. it. Right. Um, but, but I go, I take them through this, um, these seven steps of what I kind of believe 
are are the key key things of people that are truly truly successful and and it always starts with passion and i and i talk about like your passion is you know what what lights you up and i have already mentioned this a little bit but that it's a clue because we all do have a purpose in life but a lot of times we you know we approach life with what's my purpose what's my purpose mm-hmm. but we don't think that well it's not hard to find if you if you really do believe that god's a good god and that he's he's created you um, for a beautiful purpose, um, I just know that it's tied to your passion somehow. There's yeah. some connection there. And a lot of times we go through life and we don't stop long enough to think about why am I so passionate about encouraging others or why am I so passionate about children or, you know, some people are passionate about politics, whatever, right? Yeah. So it's figuring that first step out because when you know that, then you know, then you can identify your purpose. And when you know your purpose, like when you really understand, um, and, and I think it's always evolving too. It's not like we have it figured out. We're yeah, done. Yeah. I'm still doing it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that you, you know, you're, you're doing what you love. Like, like I'm using you two as the example, but mm-hmm. you do in this podcast, you know, you could be doing a million other things, but yeah. there's gotta be a passion in there to inspire other people, to, to encourage them. So, um, so it doesn't mean your whole purpose in life is just this little mm-hmm. thing. It, it's so much broader but it's just a clue to kind of give you into that that period, and then asking yourself more specific questions about um, determining your purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the this is going to sound silly, but I, I also think this is a clue. But um, I always say you can tell a lot about someone based on the the books they read, the the podcasts they listen to. Um, but but you can tell a lot about someone based on where they end up in a bookstore. You know, yeah. like for me, I end up in the personal development, professional development section. Other people end up in the history section or some people end up in the travel section or cooking or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that says a lot about your, you know, your passions Mm -hmm. and it could be something tied to, to your purpose. Um, And then the purpose leads to something else, which leads to something else, which goes through these seven P's, these principles. But I I think that's why there's, um, you know, there's that connection there. Um, I just don't believe we, we, I don't know. I just think they're connected. Yeah. I love that. That analogy is great. (laughs) It's so good. Um, We kind of, again, we spoke about this before about the body of Christ, but I kind of wanted to ask you, like, do you think there is a point um, when you come to sharing your stories that it comes with obedience to God, like calling you to do something? For example, if we had said no to that opportunity to share our testimony, I don't think it would have impacted my relationship with God and somebody else's relationship with God as much as it did if it was, you know, if I said no to it. So do you think that telling a story comes with obedience? 100%. Mm. Um, so in the book, Shine Through Through Your Story, I'm much more vulnerable in that book than I am in any other book about that process for me because, wow. um, you know, I very, very clearly heard God tell me to write a book. Mm-hmm. And and I wish I could tell you I, I did it the first time I heard it, <laughs> yeah. but I didn't. Um, and so there was some obedience there and, you know, I'll just share a little bit of it for, yeah. you know, while I was in this, this period in corporate America, not sure what I wanted to do, but not happy. And, mm. um, in my prayer time, I would hear God tell me to write the word, right. Kept mm. coming up, right, 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 right. And I was so stubborn because I knew God wasn't telling me to write a book because I wasn't a writer mm, <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I didn't have a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, right, well, is he saying right or wrong? I mean, like I kind of <laughs> knew, but I was trying to avoid the whole thing. Yeah. And it got so strong. I mean, this went on for like two years in my gut of gut. I knew I was supposed to write a book. Yeah. And um, 
one day I remember feeling so conflicted and I called my mom and I was like, mom, I think you're the only one who's going to you know, not think I'm totally crazy, but I think God's telling me to write a book. Mm. And, and she made it just so simple. She's like, well, then, then write, <laughs> just start writing. Like, like, oh, yeah. like how hard can it be? Yeah. Um, but it, it took me a while. And in that period, and I won't go through the other two, but there yeah. were three things that I very, very clearly heard God tell me to do. Mm-hmm. And one of them was write a book. And as soon as I did each one of those, I'm not saying that you do it and, and God does things, but yep. mm-hmm. for me, the moment I obeyed and just said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to do this because I feel like God's calling me to do this. I am not writing this book for any other reason. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I'm telling you, I could talk all day about these supernatural things mm-hmm. that just started yeah. happening and people just calling me out of the blue and, you know, Hey, I don't, this is going to sound really strange, but uh, I feel like God just told me I'm supposed to buy you some, you know, business cards or whatever. Yeah. Cause it was like, I wasn't starting a business. I just yes. was writing. I just wrote a book. Yeah. But yeah. He opened up all these doors. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the hardest part, or at least it was for me. I can talk about it easy. Now I'm on the other side. Oh, just tell your story. But mm-hmm. it took me a really long time to get over the the head junk mm-hmm. and actually yeah. obey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's there's so just, true. There's a great visual that I've seen it on Facebook and it's kind of like a, a, a meme or something. And it's a picture of this little girl and she's holding her favorite little stuffed animal. Well, yes. 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 Mm-hmm. yes. Yes. And Jesus is standing there and, and he's like, just trust me. And he's like, you know, asking, give it to me, give it to me. And he's like, no, it's my favorite. Mm. And as you know, he's got the, the huge one behind his back. And it's just, um, it's, it's kind of like making a long answer to your short question. But yeah, I do think that that whole thing is tied to the obedience part of it and sharing so our true. story. It's always, like y'all yeah, it's always on the other side of that obedience of like, because like what you were saying with the head junk thing, you can become so, and I'm guilty of this as well. I become so fixated on the overthinking part of things that I don't actually just give things to God and then just do. Like I never mm-hmm. do that because that's something that I struggle with a lot. But like what you said, you don't know the doors that God will open on the other side of that. Yes. Like you, you have no idea what he'll do in and yeah. through you. So, okay. So we've established our stories. Let's just say hypothetically, people are like, yeah, like I've done this exercise, the passion experiences, and I know my story and I want to get my story out. What do we then do in order to get our story out so that we can leave a legacy in this world? So one of the hardest things that even after you know exactly what you're going to write about, even when you know exactly what your story is, is getting it out of your head and onto paper Yeah. because nobody really knows what you know. And so um, that's the next step. Um, there's a there's a process we follow it in our book down seminar that uh, is just mind mapping. And I didn't create mind mapping, but we use it to get your story out. And that's mm-hmm. just kind of you know, putting everything you can think about one particular area or one topic and and just putting it down on paper. And it, and it looks like I'm looking over here because I, I do have mind maps over here, but um, yeah. it's, it just looks like a, a mess. Like when you get all these thoughts on paper, but there's something that happens. Like once you have it all on paper and just uh, not even writing it yet, but just mm. in thoughts and ideas and, you know, this, that, and that then it's it's a lot easier to step back and be like, oh, okay, well, now this can go over here and this looks like this could be yeah. this. 
And before you know it, you've kind of mapped out chapters and sub chapters and stories, and you've created an outline that yeah. makes it a lot easier to get yeah. it out of your head on the paper. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you, Michelle, with everything that you do now, how can you help people shine through their stories? How can I do it? <laughs> well, you know, if, if there's, if I, I really hope, I know there's somebody listening that, that maybe felt the way I did. I mean, this was only 12 years, 13 years ago when I was mm. thinking, you know, who am I to tell my story? So if anyone is thinking that, I would just say, who are you not to, you right. know, you're a child of God and we don't know what plan he has for us. And it's amazing, at least, you know, in my case and in so many other people's cases, I know God seems to use the most unlikely people, you know, to, to speak into someone's yeah. life. So, and even if, you know, it really isn't for the purpose of making this big thing, it's just, what if it was just for one person? Like, what if there's one young lady that is in school being, you know, bullied or, or really struggling? It's like, what if you could speak into that one person's life? Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in it, isn't it worth it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just say, you know, who are you not to, right? Mm-hmm. And have to kind of as hard as it is sometimes just claim though that you know be bold and um and just step out in faith and you know god will do the rest that's so good michelle so to wrap up how can people get involved in everything that you do how can we (laughs) well i would love to connect um so my my website's michelleprince.com um i'm on facebook i'm on you know all all the social media platforms (laughs) so reach out to me um you can email us support at michelleprince.com and um, you know, I, I have to say, I do love Australia. That's like <laughs> one of my, uh, I went there when I was 16 years old wow. um, by myself. Well, I was with 50 other, uh, teenage girls because mm. we all tried out for this dance team and we danced at the opening ceremonies of the world's fair in 1988. Yeah. Wow. I'm really aging myself here. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I love like, I, yeah, I love Australia. I love the people from Australia. So if there's anybody in Australia that wants to chat, I'm, I love it. I'm sure there will be plenty after this episode. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you so much, Michelle. So it's not every day that we're told to start seeing our lives as stories worth sharing. As Michelle mentioned throughout this episode, valuing and sharing our stories is the pinnacle to living a fulfilled and content life. Heck, this podcast is a perfect example of that. As our intro goes each week, a love like this is about sharing the stories, memories, and messages that help shape not just our lives, but the lives of our incredible guests. Stories are literally everything. They make our lives adventurous and daring and wonderful. We hope you enjoy this remarkable conversation with Michelle Prince on the value and meaning behind sharing our stories. We'll catch you guys next Saturday.